five seconds and give the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Come on, has anybody surrendered in this room to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords? Come on, give him a big shout of praise in this place. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm not in the business of just showing up to church and just going through the motions. And uh, I just, I, I'm so glad that you're here. And you could be anywhere else, but you're at church. And I just believe the Holy Spirit's moving in this place. And he's going to speak to us through his word today. So if you have your Bibles, why don't you go ahead and grab those. Uh, if you don't have your Bibles, there's going to be a big giant screen behind us. It's going to have some verses on it. But I encourage you, every week, bring these paper Bibles. I love hearing some pages flip. Romans chapter five, 8 is where we're going to be, verse 5. Romans chapter 8, it's in the Newer Testament. We're going to be there together. Sorry, Mon, I threw that on you right there. Thank you for leading us. Thank you for doing that. Come on, are we thankful for our worship team? Aren't we grateful for them? Every week leading us in worship. Thank you. Awesome. Give me some chance to get there. Romans chapter 8. If you're there, say, I'm there. If you need a second, say, hold up. All right then, we'll hold up. But we're in this series called Grave Diggers, and I'm, uh, I'm super grateful. Last week, that message, if you missed it, go back and listen to it. Pastor Damien preached an incredible word last Sunday, encouraging us as we kicked off this series called Grave Diggers. And so, come on, can we honor him together today, that message that he preached last Sunday. Incredible. If you missed it, go back and check it out. But today, we're going to be in Romans chapter 8, verse 5. Here we go together. If you're ready, say, I'm ready. All right, here we go. Romans chapter 8, verse 5. It says this, those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things, but those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death, but letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. Come on, who needs some peace in the room today? Come on, I think this world, we could use some peace today. It's only going to happen by the Spirit of God. It's the only way it's going to happen. Find where I'm at. There it is. For the sinful nature is always hostile to God. It never did obey God's laws and it never will. That's why those who are still under the control of their sinful nature can never please God. But, somebody say, but. But you are not controlled by your sinful natures. You are controlled by the Spirit if you have the Spirit of God living in you. And Christ lives within you. So even though your body will die because of sin, the Spirit gives you life. Because you've been made right with God. I think that's a great place to pause. And can we take five seconds and thank Jesus who made us right with God? Can we thank him for what he did on the cross? Can we thank him that he went to the grave? Can we th That's a golf clap. I don't know who you were before Jesus, but anybody thankful that we've been made right with God by Christ? That's a good place to shout right there. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by the same spirit within you. Then watch this. Therefore, dear brothers and sisters, tap your neighbor say, that's you, that's you, that's you. Go ahead. There we go. You have no obligation to do what your sinful nature urges you to do. For if you live by, by its dictates, if you live by its measures, if you live by its commands, watch what it says. You will die. But if through the power of the spirit you put to death. Somebody say, put to death. You put to death the deeds of your sinful nature. You will live. And I'm just excited today to break this down. Week two of Grave Digger series. Going to be a blast because I believe God is going to continue to speak to us today. One more time, let's pray. Ask for the Holy Spirit to be in this place. Lord, we love you. We honor you. Be in our midst today. Be in our, our, our words, our actions, our, our ears as, as, as you're speaking to us. God, if we've ever hidden a place from you or if we've held something back from you, 
God, today I pray that you would just pierce our hearts. You would speak to us now. God, you would speak through your word. You'd speak through um, what we're going to talk about today. And God, that you would get glory in the middle of it all. In Jesus' name that we pray. And everybody said a good amen, amen. Come on, high five your neighbors. Say, you are at church. I'm glad you're here. And you can have a seat. You can have a seat. Have a seat. Awesome. Awesome. And I'm so thankful for you. So glad that you're here. And uh, I am... Uh, I'm excited for today, week two of Grave Diggers, and I didn't even tell you my, uh, the title of my message today, my title of the message, if you want to write it down, I think note takers are history makers, all right, so we gave you a little, little paper right there, you can write something down, I mean, it's this idea, big dog eats, come on somebody, why don't you look at your neighbor and just bark at them real quick, don't do that right now, don't do that, do not do that at church right now, but the, uh, the big dog eats, and we'll talk about that. Uh, together today, but again, we're in this series called Grave Digger. Somebody shout Grave Digger. And I want you to understand something that, again, we might be in this spooky type of season at the end of the year, but I want to encourage you that what we're going to talk about today, I think, is something that you need to do every day, that I need to do every day. And it's this idea and it's this fact that grave digging, I believe, is actually one of the most important things that you can do in your Christian life. We'll talk about it, what that means, because the Bible actually uses a lot of strong language when it comes to our sin. Like if you go through the Bible and you see it over and over again, God is using some strong language when it comes to this idea and this action of sin. And Galatians chapter 2 is kind of the, uh, the, the series um, verse that we kind of wrap this whole series up in. And Pastor Damien kicked it off by telling us about it last week. And Galatians chapter 2 verse 20 tells us this. My old self has been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And again, I know that's a little bit of like churchy language uh, verse right there. And Maybe we understand it, maybe we don't, but let me explain it really quick. Paul is alive when he's writing this down. He's not saying that you got to kill your physical body. No, no, no. Paul is saying, hey, you know what you got to do every single day? There are some things inside of me, and every day I've got to find what those are that are not like God. And guess what we got to do? We got to dig a hole in the ground, and we got to put them there. That we have to begin to kill sin in our life. And, and I want to just challenge you. Even There's lots of strong language there in Colossians. This is another letter that Paul writes to another church. And he says it like this. For you died to this life and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. So put to death, right? More strong language, okay? The sinful, earthly, lurking things within you. And he goes on kind of a little bit of a list. Have nothing to do with sexual immorality, which is anything outside, uh, sex outside of marriage between one male and one female. And again, he's saying, hey, have nothing to do with that. Have nothing to do with impurity or lust or evil desires. Don't be greedy. For a greedy person is an idolater worshiping the things of this world. And so Paul, and I just believe it's a, it's a, a heart of the God gospel is critical to you and I, and he's saying to us, listen, that we have to wake up every single day. Somebody say every day. Every day saying, you know what, that attitude that I ended up having a lot of days, I'm putting it in the ground today. Okay, that, that, that anger, that jealousy, that rage, that lust, I'm putting it in the ground today. Not tomorrow, but today. Today, I'm going to make some choices to choose intentionally to put death to the things that do not please you, God. That's what grave digging is, okay? So that's where we are in this series. And we came up with this title uh, of grave diggers, but it's a, it's a one-liner that helps kind of encapsulate the whole series. And it's this idea that if you really want to start living, you're not going to start living until you start dying. 
And I know that kind of seems, and, and Pastor Damien talked about it last week, it's kind of oxymoronic, right? It kind of says one thing, but it really means another. Uh, but really, I want us to understand something, is that you can't start living until you start dying. And today, we're going to do some work on ourselves. Everybody good with that? Because here's what I want us to do. I don't want you to dig somebody else's graves, all right? I want you digging your own, okay? I want you not, not pointing out somebody else's sin. we got to look within ourselves and say, okay, hey, where is this sin in my own life? Our own personal sin, grave digging, is all about being intentional and fighting our sinful nature. And I'm here today to recruit some grave diggers today. Any grave diggers in the house? Anybody in the room going to be a grave digger after today? Anybody? Come on, wave at me. Wave your hand in the air and wave around like you just do care. Come on, somebody, all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's, that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to have a plan that we walk this out because, again, I think grave digging is some of the most important things that you can do. We read right there in our passage of Scripture in Romans chapter 8. You read and we read. It said, therefore, dear brothers and sisters, you have no obligation to do what your sinful nature urges you to do. And watch what he says. He says, for if you live by your sinful nature, by its commands, by what, you, what it's telling you to do, by its decrees, by its orders, guess what? It says that you will what? Come on, say it like you, not, not say it like you mean it. That might be kind of weird. <laughs> you will what? Die. die, right? You will die. And this is something I want you to know as we start off today is that sin does not sleep. Sin does not sleep. Like, listen to me. Sin is not sleeping on you. Don't sleep on it. So I think 24-7, 365, sin is scheming and trying with all its might to get you and me to die, right? The, the, the thief, Satan, loves to steal, kill, and destroy. And sin's goal on yours and my life is to destroy your life, to crush the dreams that God has put on the inside of you, to crush the God plan that he has for you. And sin, you know what it wants to do? It wants to obliterate your college years. Sin wants to obliterate your marriage. It wants to destroy your family, your life, your kids, your future. And ultimately, it wants to take a lot of stuff away from you and yet fill you with shame and regret at the same time. That's what sin wants for you. And I think, and if I can be really frank and honest, can I be, can I be honest today? About six of us, I said, can I be honest today? Okay. I think too many of us have gotten too comfortable with our sin. I think we've gotten too comfortable with it. I, I, I think it's just like, oh, it's, it's, it's okay, it's not that big of a deal, it's kind of a pet sin, you know what I'm saying? Like, like here's my thing, I think a lot of times we think, oh, I'm only going to let sin happen, at, I'm, I'm going to let it out of its cage on Friday night, come on somebody, as soon as Friday night's over, I'll put it right back in its cage, that's the, kind of my little pet sin, kind of my thing that I do, and listen to me, uh, sin is not a pet. You can't control it. How many of us, I'm going to show my age here, how many of us grew up and they watched this movie called The Gremlins? Come on, somebody. Anybody in the room? Anybody know, know what I'm talking about? How many of y'all have no idea what I'm talking about? Okay, don't, okay. I, 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 let me explain it to you really quick. Gremlins was this weird, I mean, I'm just telling you, it scarred me as a kid, all right? Scarred me. So if you, if you know anything about The Gremlins, there's this cute little furry dude called Gizmo. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Gizmo. All right, y'all remember Gizmo? Gizmo was this cute little fuzzy, like little, little fur baby thing. It had like these cute little ears stuck out and stuff. And like this little dude named Gizmo, cute little fuzzy thing. But listen, what happened was, is the fact that if Gizmo had too much light, if it got wet or it ate after midnight. Come on, that sounds like some of us in the room. Come on, somebody, right? Give me some Oreos after midnight. Come on, somebody, right? That's what I want. 
Like if, if that happened, right, Gizmo would multiply and he would turn into a savage and he would, he would ransack all kinds of stuff. He would literally kill all kinds of things, okay? Not a Disney family-friendly movie, okay? Like Gizmo was like, oh, my Lord, that scarred me as a kid, y'all. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Any gremlin scarrings in the room? Anybody? Okay, like, why are we watching this? Oh, he's cute. Oh, you know, like, what's happening right now? And I get to thinking about that, and I think, oh, oh, okay, we can laugh at that. We can laugh at this movie and this idea and this kind of plot line of gremlins, and it's like this little pet cute thing, and next thing you know, it's out killing other things. And I think we can laugh at that, but that's the exact same thing that happens with our sin. And what we think is just a cute little pet that we'll keep off to the side. No, 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 no. You can't control sin. That, that, that listen, what I want us to understand that when it's fed, it's a killer. That when it's fed, it's a killer. Sin is serious. And the punishment is real. And sin is the only thing that can send you to hell. Did you know that Satan does not have that power? That Satan, that, that the hell was actually created for Satan himself? It's our sin that sends us to hell. And sin is the nastiest, scariest monster with the biggest teeth, and it will gobble you up. You thought you could just keep sin in a corner, but that pet sin has come to destroy you and your whole family. I just want to bring some seriousness to sin because sin does not sleep. So I want to just challenge us today that I, I just think that there's a lot of us that have gotten too comfortable with it. And my thing is, if you are a Christian, if you know Jesus, I'm not talking about if you come to church, I love that you're here, but you have put your faith and trust in Jesus, that you've put him in as your savior in your life, you've asked him to come in and change your life. Listen, you need to understand from the time that you meet Jesus to the time that you meet Jesus again in heaven, that you and I need to be grave digging. That 24-7, 365, we should be grave digging. We should be looking in the mirror of our lives every day and seeing what sin that we are that we're struggling with and say, you know what, I don't have to mess with that anymore because I'm here to challenge some of you from God's word today. Standing in the way of sin, pointing my finger in sin's face and says, sin, you don't have the right anymore. You know why? Because Jesus Christ has paid for that man and that woman. Jesus Christ has made a way. Jesus Christ has killed sin's power. Jesus Christ has destroyed the punishment of sin once and for all by going to the cross, by going and giving his life there, going inside of a tomb, and three days later, getting out of the grave. Jesus Christ is the original grave. Digger, and I think we should give him a big ovation of worship and praise in this place today. Like, listen, you don't owe sin a thing. Jesus paid for it all. And this is what I want you to understand, though, that a pastor that I've, I've followed before has said this, be killing sin or it will be killing you. So you got to prevail on sin or it's going to prevail on you. Attack sin or it's going to attack you. There is no neutral when it comes to your sinfulness and mine. There's no maintenance. There's no cruise control. It has a plan for you. Do you have a plan for it? I think that's the question that we would have today. And I know this. If you're anything like me, we can get all jacked up and excited about it during a service. And then we can go home and we can find ourselves falling into the same sin cycle over and over again. Right? Man, just back to the same pattern 
over and over again. I came to church, man, I was feeling good at church. I was doing fine. And I went back to my home or I went back to where my apartment is or I went out through the rest of my week. And guess what? I found myself right back in the same path again. Anybody been there before? Come on, wave at me if that's you. Come on, I think we all can, can be honest in the room. And if you're there, you know you're there. You, you know you're in this cycle. And I just thought I, I would just have to continue to ask for forgiveness. And I would never be able to have victory over it. And I would always be beat down by it. But today I want to help us because I'm going to give us a plan that I believe you can walk out this week and you can be killing sin in your life. Everybody good with that? You'll be walking in some abundant life. You can be walking in the life that God has called you to if you will recognize and notice what we're going to talk about today. So I'm going to lay some groundwork and then we'll give you the solution as we go. Everybody good? Everybody good? Okay, I'm going to say there's like four of us right there. I'm going to make sure everybody's still good. I want you to write this down. You may not know this, but you are a spirit that has a soul that lives in a body. So we're going to do some groundwork together. You are a spirit that has a soul that lives in a body, and this is how God has created you. Three unique parts, a spirit that must be redeemed, a soul that must be restored, and a body that must be surrendered. So we'll talk about it. We'll kind of just walk this thing out together. And again, Big Dog Eats. Remember the title of today. We'll talk about that in a second. So I got to thinking about something really quick. I got us thinking that what we're going to talk about real fast is the fact that this first dog bowl that we're going to just mention is the spirit. I got to be like Vanna White. Come on, somebody. The spirit. Vanna's still after it, ain't she? Like 117 years old. And she is still on the Wheel of Fortune. My girl. Okay. Spirit right there. And this is that first dog bowl that we're going to talk about, all right? So the first dog bowl is the spirit. I want us to see that. I want us to know that. I want us to know that that is, uh, uh, we are a three-part person. One of our parts that God has created us with, unique parts of our life, is a spirit. Did you know that you are a spiritual being having a temporary earthly experience here on earth, physical experience here on earth? Did you know that? That you and I are going to live forever somewhere. That the Bible tells us that you and I, God has put eternity on the inside of all of us. And I want you to see something really quick, that you have a spirit on the inside of you, that you are going to live forever somewhere. And this is what I want to tell you and I want to encourage you with, as soon as you meet Jesus, if you know Jesus, you have a relationship with Jesus, your spirit, your spirit is made right with God. Okay, I want you to see that. I want you to see that when you, you accept what Jesus did on the cross, and the fact is, as soon as you meet Jesus, you are made right and alive in God. The old, the old term back in the day, uh, it's, it's a theological term. It's not just an old term. It's a theological term, and it's this term justification. Anybody ever heard that word before? Kind of a big word. But come on, this is how they used to say it back in the day. It's justified, never sin. And you got to do it like that, all right? Justification is justified, never sin. Come on, can we practice that together? Justification is what? Come on, you got to lean with it when you do it. Come on, here we go, here we go. Justification is what? Justified, never sin. Okay, it's good. That's what justification means. So what I want you to see is that this, this spirit part of you has been justified, a.k.a. been made right with God, been, been made right because of Jesus. The blood of Jesus purchased us, bought us, 
paid the price for us to be in right relationship with God. Can we again, I know we've done it a couple times, but can we take five seconds and clap our hands and lift our voice and say, thank you, Jesus, for paying for us. Thank you, Jesus, for purchasing us. Thank you, Jesus, for going to a cross for us. And thank you, Jesus, for not staying dead, but you got the same spirit in you that got Jesus out of the dead, out of the grave. That's a good thing today, that our spirit is made whole, that our spirit is now alive if you know Jesus. That there is not something, no matter what you've done, no matter where you've been, no matter how long you've been there, there is forgiveness available for you through the person of Jesus. And when you say yes to him, your spirit is alive. That's good news today. That's good news today. I want you to see that. So not only do we have a guarantee of eternal life in the presence of God, we receive the Holy Spirit immediately. And guess what happens? We have a relationship with God and our spirit is redeemed. That's the first dog ball. Everybody okay with that? Everybody good? Okay, second one is this. It's this idea that you have a soul. So you are a spirit that has a soul that lives in a body. So we'll talk about the soul for just a second. That's that next dog ball that we're talking about. And I want you to see. Okay, cool. Just make sure. The soul is your emotions. And when you see your soul is like your mind and your will and your emotions, which help us to believe and feel and remember, tap your neighbor say, you got some soul. Come on, somebody. Go ahead and let them know. You got some soul. You got some soul. You do. That, that you are a spirit that has a soul, has emotions, has feelings, all of those things that is inside of a body. So our third dog bowl today is the body. Okay, cool. Okay, so we got spirit, soul, and body. Everybody okay? Spirit, soul, and body. And how many of us know that, that this body is just a temporary thing? Y'all know that? Did you know that? Which means yes in Kentucky, come on. Yeah. I think we all know that because, again, gravity is undefeated and so is death. Come on, somebody, right? It's true. Like, I want you to understand something that, again, 100%, this is the fact, 100% of all 100% of people are going to die. Welcome to Purpose Church. Come on, somebody, right? Glad you're here. But this fact, I think all of us realize that, okay, we are getting older, that this life is, like this body is eventually going to stop working. But what I want you to see is that you have a spirit that is going to live forever. And what I want you to know is that your body, what happens is our body has appetites, both good and bad. So what I want to challenge a little bit today I get this question all the time, and again, I know sin never sleeps, and I, maybe if I'm a Christian, like, if I'm a Christian, why, why, if I'm saved, why do I struggle with sin so much? Why do, why do I struggle with that? And I want you to know that there is a battle that is going on uh, literally inside of you right now. There's a battle that's going on. Even the Bible tells us in Galatians 5, the sinful nature wants to do evil, which is opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature desires, the Bible says. These two forces are constantly fighting each other. So you're just not free to carry out your good intentions. So what you've got to understand is your spirit has been renewed, but your soul and body are fighting against it. It's coming up against it and saying, no, 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 you have appetites. You've got things that will make you happy and satisfy you in your body and in your emotions. You need to go after those. You need to do those things. That's what our body and our soul says. And again, a lot of times that's in the opposite of what the Spirit of God is telling us. What I want to challenge you today, though, 
is that the big dog eats. Right, the big dog. Did you just bark? I like that because that's that. That's like a Georgia, Georgia bulldog. Like, yeah, big dog. Okay, yeah, y'all whooped Kentucky's butt the other day. That was awful. Okay, George, come on, let's just all bark one time because I know you're wanting to right now. Big dog eats. Okay, okay, that was fun. That was fun. That's fun. We good. Okay. Okay, that was fun. I kind of like that. That was good. Okay, here we go. But what I want you to understand. What I want you to get is that even though you are a Christian, I'm I'm speaking to Christians right now, we have this desire, we have this temptation to do what our body and our soul and our emotions want, or what our sinful nature wants, and it's fighting against what the Spirit of God wants for us. So what I want us to see, and the answer is this, I want you to write this down, I want you to understand that what you feed grows, and what you starve dies. What you feed grows, what you starve dies. Big dog eats. All right, here we go. Come on, got some kibbles and bits today. Come on, somebody. Okay, here we go. Spirit, soul, and body. Dog food. Okay. Here's what I want us to get. The one that you and I feed the most will grow the biggest. I want you to see that. Anybody got dogs in the room? Come on, wave at me if that's you. Dog lovers? Any cat lovers in the room? Any cat lovers? We're praying for you right now. Okay, I'm just, I love you. I'm just kidding. Just the, the Bible talks about the devil being like a roaring lion. It's from the cat family. You know, it's just one of those things. I'm just joking. I really love cats. I, I, I don't love them. I just, I. Any dog lovers in the room? Come on, let's just let's go back to that. All right, let's not single anybody out. Okay. Okay, how many of us have a bigger dog and a smaller dog? Anybody in the room? You got a little bit of those? You got a couple dogs? How many of us, that big dog, how many of y'all know? It's going to eat. Yeah, it's going to eat. That big dog is going to eat. And how many of us know that what you feed grows, what you starve dies? What I want to challenge us with today is that the world in our life is constantly telling you and I that we have to feed our body. Like, I got to feed my body. I, I got to feed my soul. I got, okay, yeah, like the world will tell you and I that guess what? Through our, our senses, a lot of times our five senses, the things we see, the things we hear, the things we smell, taste, all of that kind of stuff, like touch. Like, that's what the world is going to tell you that will satisfy you. Okay, if it feels good, go ahead and do it. You need to feed that, that appetite that's there. You need to go after it. You need to do it. That's really going to satisfy you. That's going to make a difference in your life is what the world might say to you. Okay, oh, if, if you feel it, if it's your emotions and you feel it, well, guess what you need to do? You need to give in to that. You need to just follow your feelings. Whatever your emotions tell you, you need to go ahead and do it. And that's what the world might tell you and I. And what happens is, is what we realize in our life is that what you feed grows. And what you starve dies. And I want us to see something. Many of us in the room are feeding our bodies and our souls, and we're starving our spirit. And what I want to challenge some of us in the room is we feed it, and we feed it, and we feed it, and it grows, and it grows, and it grows, and we feed our bodies and our appetites, and we feed our soul and our appetite, and it grows, and it grows, and we get to a spot where we look around our life and we wonder, how did I get here? Like, how did I get here? I'm in this spot that I never thought I would be. 
Like I'm in this position where, man, I really thought I would, I was really hoping and praying that I, I mean, I thought God would, would have me somewhere else, but ultimately, if we would just be honest, it's because you've been feeding the wrong things in your life. And I just got to just challenge some of us today. Some of you have forgotten how good it can feel spiritually because we've allowed our body and our soul to be the big dog that eats. And I want to challenge us today. Just how, how, how can we do it? How can, how can it change? How can we live a fulfilled life? How can we do that? I'm going to share it with you in just a second. It comes from what we read at the beginning. And it says this in Romans 8.13. But if through the power of the Spirit you've put to death the deeds of your sinful nature, you will live. So I'm going to challenge you. You want to live today? You want to have some life? You want to have some abundant life? Listen to me. You've got to begin to feed your spirit and starve your body and soul. you got to begin to feed your spirit. And I'm just going to throw this out there. Come on, we gotta we gotta let the big dog eat. Come on, boom. We gotta let the big dog eat. We gotta let the spirit be the thing that gets the most feed in our life, the thing that we feed and lean into the most. If you want the big dog of your life calling the shots, if you want it to be the spirit, listen to me. It's gonna take some intentional action, and we're gonna land the plane really quickly together on some things that you can do. Are you ready? If you're ready, say I'm ready. Here we go. You gotta take inventory you got to take inventory. And I'm going to invite our worship team to come back up. We're going to worship in a second. But you need to take inventory. You know why I'm asking you to do that? You know what you have to do? What am I currently feeding on that I should be starving? Like, like what am I currently feeding and allowing into my body and my soul through my eyes, my ears, my heart that I should be starving? Think about that together. I think about it really quick that am I allowing Netflix, am I allowing Instagram, social media, am I allowing the news of the internet, like, like you can't know what you need to starve and that needs to die until you diagnose what it is that's killing you. And I just got to challenge some of us today, when I'm ingesting the wrong things, I'm feeding the wrong part of me. And I'm going to challenge us in this room today, when I have made so many, I have so many things coming at my life. What it ultimately does, it affects what God is doing in my spirit. When I'm feeding all of these things, this body and this soul, and when I'm doing that, and that takes precedence, and that's the thing that I'm feeding, and the thing that I'm going after, ultimately what it does is it's starving my spirit. And I just want to just challenge some of us in the room. You've got to take inventory of your life. And just I want to challenge you with that. Take inventory. What are you feeding right now that you should be starving right now? Again, that's why I said at the beginning of today, this is not for your neighbor. This is for me. This is for you. It's not for your spouse. It's not for the person next to you. What are you ingesting? What are you taking in that you need to say, you know what? I need to begin to starve. I have got to begin to make a a change in my life. So you got to take inventory and then listen to me. Now you got to take action. That's the next thing. So take inventory and then take action. And I want to challenge some of us in the room today. That action I'm challenging you to do, you want to hear it? Go all in with God. Go all in with God. Like, like go all in with Him. I think so many of us in our life, we're scared to go all in with God because we don't know what that's going to cost us. We're scared to go all in with God because we don't know where that's going to take us. 
We don't know what relationships that's going to cause to be different. We don't know what plans that's going to cause of ours that are going to be different. But I'm challenging you today. I promise you on this side of saying, hey, I'm going to go all in with God. There's not a relationship. There's not a um, uh, uh, a plan of mine that was better than, than, it, than the plans that God had for me and the relationships that God had for me on the other side. So listen to me. As a guy that's been in your same shoes many times before, like just go all in with God. Like, like I think so many of us, we just kind of tiptoe with God. Like we got our, oh God, you can have my Sunday. But I'm going to keep Monday through Saturday. Like, I'm going to keep that. Oh, God, you can, have, you can have every part of me, but you can't have my dating relationship. We're going to keep that. God, you can, you can have, you, man, you can have my soul for eternity. But, Lord, you can, I, can, I, mm, I can't tithe. I can't give. And I want to challenge some people today. What would it look like if we had a church full of people? that took inventory of all the things that we need to begin to starve in our life. And we said, no, no, we're not going through those things. We're not going to chase after those things. We're going to turn to God. And God, I want you to show me what you want me to do. I want you to show me, God, where you want me to go. I want you to, I'm yours, Lord. I'm available for you, God. I'm going all in with you. What if we had seven, 800 people walking out of Purpose Church today and said, God, we're all in. God, I'm all in. I'm going to begin to feed my spirit. I'm, I'm going to take some inventory and I'm going to take some action. I'm going to trust what you say, God. I'm going to think what you think, God. I'm going to say what you say, God. I, I'll turn to what God, you, whatever you want me to do. How am I going to know that? How am I going to know what to do? You know what? By feeding your spirit with the word of God every day. Listen to me. Look at me right now. Please, 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 please. I'm going to beg you today. Don't just save Sundays for eating. You gotta eat every day. Like, think about your per- like your real life body. If we just ate once a week, how unhealthy would we be? And we wonder why our spirit feels so weak, why our spirit feels so malnourished. It's because we only eat one day a week when we come to church. And I'm trying to motivate you today that you would get in the Word of God and you would feed your spirit through the Word of God. And would you feed yourself every day? It doesn't have to be for hours a day. Start somewhere. Start with 15 minutes. Let's see what God does. And again, if you've been a Christian for a long time, you, you, let's 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 make sure that's that's on up there a little bit. Like let's be let's spend some time, quality time with God, feeding our spirit through the Word of God, worshiping, like like praying. Let's spend some time in prayer, repenting. You know what? I'm going to challenge some of us in just a second. We're going to sing a song called "Available," and I just want to tell you. That there's some stuff that you probably have been feeding in your life that I'm going to encourage you today, would you lay them down at the feet of Jesus? Would you lay them down at an altar? Like this, this is what we call an altar area, right? Which the altar is just saying, you know what we're going to do? We're going to lay something down. We're going to give something up. We're going to kill something knowing that there's something better on the other side. I'm going to lay this down at the feet of Jesus, believing that Jesus is going to do more than I ever could with it. I'm going to repent. God, I'm so sorry that I did this. I'm so sorry that this is being between me and you. God, I'm so sorry. I I ask for your forgiveness. We're going to repent, and we're going to stand up, and we're not going to go the same way. We're going to turn the other way because we got to take some action. I want to encourage you with that. Again, baptism in two weeks. Some of you in here haven't, haven't been baptized.
Come on, I'm encouraging you with this feeding of God's word. Come on, I'm a, we're going to feed God's word together. We're going to eat together. Come on, I'm going to be baptized. I'm going to go public with my faith in God. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go public with my faith in Jesus. I'm going to keep eating. I'm going to keep feeding. I'm going to be prayer every day. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't going to be a magical prayer, but you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to stop in the middle of my day, and I'm going to keep eating. I'm going to keep feeding. I, I, you know what else I'm going to do? I'm going to go out there, and I'm going to say, okay, Lord, maybe you need to stay after today and go to next and begin serving. I'm going to continue to I'm gonna serve with the gifts that God has given me. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to keep feeding my spirit. And you know what eventually is going to happen? That big dog's going to eat. What's going to happen is as you feed your spirit, this other side of your body and your soul will lose all of its attractiveness whenever you decide my spirit is worth it. God, your spirit inside of me is worth it. Jesus, you're worth it. And I just want to challenge some of us today. Would you step into that? Would you take action today? Don't just let this be a a service that we come to. And it's 1159. We say, oh, we got to go. Got to go. 12 o'clock, we got to get out of here. And I just want to encourage you, would you just let God work on you today? Would you be open to what he wants to do in you today? Would you be available to what he wants to do through you today? I want to challenge this. I I would ask all across this room, will we stand to our feet right now? I just think we need to go ahead and begin to sing this song in just a second. I'm going to invite our worship team up here, and we're going to pray. In just a second, we're going to have a chance to respond. And it's time to take inventory and take action. And maybe you're in here and you have, hey, you've got some next steps that you need to take. You've got some things that you need to lay down at the feet of Jesus. I'm going to ask you to do that today. And if you need Jesus today, listen, no better day to make that decision than today. But I am going to ask you to do something a little different than we ever have before. If you need a relationship with Christ today, we got people on both sides of our platform. There's are great, incredible people, leaders in our church. And we would love to have the opportunity to be able to tell you about a relationship with Jesus and lead you in that. But come on, I, I don't want to walk out of this place and not do business with God first. So maybe you're here and you need to cry out to God. You need to ask God to forgive you. Here's what I'm going to encourage you. In just a second, we're actually going to have some cards that are going to be up on this platform that are just our note taker cards. You don't have to put your name on it or whatever, but I'm going to encourage you. Maybe there's some things that you need to begin to starve. That you need to say, God, I'm, I'm starving this in my life. I'm going to commit to feeding my spirit because I've been feeding this part of my body or this part of my emotion for too long, and I'm laying it down at your feet. So why don't we do this? Come on, let's, let's deal with God today. All over this room, would you just bow your heads and close your eyes? God, we love you. Jesus, we honor you. Holy Spirit, we invite you into this place. Would you do what only you can do? Would you speak how only you can speak? God, thank you for today. God, I pray that your word would go forth, that there would be people that take action and take steps towards you right now, that we wouldn't walk out of this place without dealing with you, God, because you've been dealing with us. So, Lord, we love you. Jesus, we honor you. Holy Spirit, we invite you into this moment right now. Just have your way in this place. Jesus, we honor you and love you. In Jesus' name I pray.